Welcome to the show. Before we jump in, I have a huge announcement. I am so excited about this. I can barely contain myself. Hopefully you can feel the excitement exuding through the airwaves from my voice to your ears. If you've listened to my show much, you know that the three biggest things we talk about are the three pillars of health, nutrition, fitness, and supplementation in that order. And uh, those are the things that we primarily talk about. And while they sound simple when you just kind of list them off like that, the fact is that the amount of sheer information and misinformation on all three of those things is enough to make your head spin. What is the, quote, best diet, best exercise program, best supplements? Well, of course, that depends on who's asking. Young athletes have totally different needs than seniors. Everybody's genetics differ. Some have food allergies and absorption issues. And everybody has their own tastes in food and fitness. And supplement needs also vary from person to person. But at Dairobi.com, we literally have the answer to life, the universe, and everything when it comes to the three biggies of nutrition, fitness, and supplementation. It's called the Dairobi Transformation Program. It includes a year-long customized nutrition and eating program, a flexible and realistic workout program, and the core supplements that you're most likely to be deficient in, and that will help you lose weight, reduce cholesterol, manage blood sugar, and generally feel superhuman. Just go to dairobi.com to learn more. I've been in this industry for eight years. I promise you I haven't seen anything this good and this affordable the whole time I've been doing this. The coaching and nutrition package alone is currently for sale elsewhere right now for $179 a month. But as an industry insider, I've created a way that my customers can get all of this, including the necessary supplements, for as little as $67 a month. I kid you not. Check it out at dirobi.com. Hello, everybody. Welcome to the Dairobi Health Show. Today we have Jeff Weitzman, who's been an actor, writer, and musician before launching his first film, Cancer Can Be Killed, in 2017. In the 90s, Jeff starred in such shows as Fraser and Webster. And three months after releasing Cancer Can Be Killed, parents of children with cancer started calling Jeff to find out why they were being forced into two to four years of chemotherapy, even though their children were in remission. You can't make this stuff up. We'll learn more about this in a minute. This sent Jeff on a new quest to find out why no doctor or attorney in the country would represent these families to get them off chemo protocols that were killing and maiming more children than helping. In the process of making the film Flipping the Script, an answer was found, one that will most certainly change childhood cancer treatment forever. Jeff, thanks so much for taking the time to be on the show. Great to be with you, Dave. I got to tell you, I I haven't seen all your stuff. Um, I've checked uh, out various uh, very fascinating and heartbreaking stories on Facebook, and I watched your documentary "Cancer Can Be Killed." And I got to tell you, it it is gripping stuff. I mean, once once I pressed play on "Cancer Can Be Killed," nothing else was happening till that was over. Like it just sucks you in. <laughs> so, it's wow! Am- thank you, it, thank you. It's an amazing world you're you're involved as te- involved with. Tell us. How did all this start for you? Right. So three and a half years ago, my wife was diagnosed with bladder cancer. Um, That was frightening. But what was even more frightening was when we met with the doctor and he said that in order to treat this cancer, uh, we're going to have to remove her bladder. She's going to have to have a pee bag on the side of her body, or we can make a neobladder with intestinal material. She's going to have to go through chemo and radiation, and she has a 50% chance of survival. And so 
instead of doing that, we found out about an option of going to Germany and treating it naturally. My wife's sister had been treated for malignant melanoma. She'd been given six months to a year to live here. Instead, she went to Germany. And in 30 days, her cancer was completely gone. So we thought, well, let's try that. <laughs> and you and you tried it. And what were the results? <laughs> right. So we went to Germany. Um, she was treated with focused heat uh, called hyperthermia, IV nutrients, and ozone therapy. And it was like a spa. And 30 days later, her cancer was completely gone. And we came back from Germany and we asked our doctor, hey, why are you taking bladders out of bodies when the cancer can be killed naturally in 30 days? And he said, well, I stand behind the system we do. It's proven and tested and blah, blah, blah. And I mean, I think that was really the eye opener for us that, oh, my God, you know, doctors really don't care about learning something new. They just care about doing what they're doing and making money off it. And so at that point, I realized I've got to make a documentary film about this. And, um, you know, rather than trying to explain it to everybody, let's just make a film and let them watch it. And for those of you who um, are a little bit skeptical about natural treatments, I would invite you to just open up your mind and wonder and ask yourself where that skepticism comes from. Because I had it myself. And uh, of course, it's only smart when, we, when you're coming to your own treatment with any, anything to take th things into your own hands and take some control and ask the questions and make sure you overcome any of the concerns you may have. But, but Jeff, in your documentary, Cancer Can Be Killed, I got to tell you, as I saw, you know, not just your wife's story, but then you started sharing the story. And you had your own friends go to Germany and have success. And then others go over to Germany. And, and pretty soon it's just an avalanche of successful stories. And so uh, this must have really rocked your world to, first of all, have to go through that with your wife. Then to discover how cool the, that was, the, the treatment in Germany compared to the Western treatment. And then to have other people repeat the process and be cured. I mean... Now, talk to us about that. I mean, uh, from your experience, how much, how many people who go to Germany for this natural treatment are having success? Yeah, so I would say about 90 to 95% are having success. And people are watching the film Cancer Can Be Killed. Um, one gentleman with stage four pancreatic cancer, the same thing that killed Steve Jobs. Um, he went to Germany, his cancer was healed in 45 days. He came back and he actually bought billboard space in Texas to put up the film cancer can be killed. And now I'm starting to get calls from people in Texas saying, Hey, I saw the billboard about your film. How do I, how do I get healed? So there's also clinics in the United States that are doing a lot of great stuff. Although the FDA likes to make it really tough on them and bans a lot of the things that work in Germany and Mexico and other places. But the point is all this stuff that's being done naturally is scientifically proven. You know, this isn't like somebody goes off to Peru in the mountains and finds some guy with some herbs. This is scientifically proven stuff. And you know, the fact that the FDA doesn't allow testing for this scientifically proven stuff in the United States, I mean, that's the FDA's problem, not the problem of natural treatment.
we know for a fact that natural cancer treatment works. So now it's just a matter of how do we change the system? And, you know, like you say, I was nervous to send my friends over <laughs> to Germany or for natural treatment, but they're all getting better. And the only people that aren't getting better from cancer treatment are people that have some severe emotional issues where they just believe that they're not worth it. They don't deserve to be healed. They don't deserve to spend the money and they just allow themselves to die. Wow. Wow. Obviously very sad, but 90 to 95% rate is also very incredible. I mean, I don't think uh, we're seeing that type of success rate with those who, who go through the Western style chemotherapy and radiation, are we? We're not. And as a matter of fact, there's one natural clinic in Phoenix, Arizona called Nature Works Best that was featured in the film. And they have a documented, you know, success rate, 350 patients. This is what they did. This is the results. And it's documented 90% success rate. Now, there's a lady there. Uh, you, you show her speaking at an international uh, symposium on uh, symposium on breast cancer. Remind me, what was her name? Yeah, Dr. Colleen Huber. Dr. Huber. One of the fascinating things I found in the documentary is, and again, comparing this this uh, uh, tr Western medicine situation to what they're finding. I mean, Germany is Western medicine too, so I guess the terminology here of Western medicine isn't really that accurate. But, but. Um, Anyways, well, they, they do both to, in Germany. Yeah, but what do you call it? I mean, what's their terminology? When I say Western medicine, is it Eastern medicine that they're doing in Germany, or what are we calling this? Yeah, we're calling it uh, natural cancer treatment in Germany, and they also have allopathic medical treatment in Germany. The allopathic is, is what insurance pays for, and that's chemo and radiation. Insurance does not pay for natural cancer treatment anywhere. Right, right. Okay. So one of the things that fascinated me about it is when people went to their regular oncologists, they talked about how the oncologist kind of did the diagnosis. Okay, you got cancer. Now, we got to cut it out. We got to kill it. We got to do this. We got to do that. Here's what we got to do. Now, what was fascinating was the difference in the way Dr. Huber interviewed her patients where she started off by saying, okay, let's talk about your history and how are you eating and what's your lifestyle and do you have allergies and how the, the patients immediately felt this difference in, oh, wow, she's actually asking me all these questions and wants to know if we could identify anything that potentially caused this situation so that we can address the actual causes versus the symptoms. That theme comes up over and over again of the natural people wanting to treat the causes versus the people here in the, the accepted system simply wanting to just kill it or cut it out. Could you talk to us about that and your experience with the, the difference there in approaches? Yeah. So my father was an anesthesiologist and doctors aren't so in that system, aren't so much concerned about the whys or where it comes from. They're more concerned with treating the symptoms. And so with surgery and chemotherapy and radiation, you can do a measurable study on what 
you know, what the result is of using chemo, radiation, and radical surgery. But that's really doesn't get to the heart of the matter. We don't want to just rip the tops of the weeds off. We want to get the roots of the, you know, the cancer. And so it turns out that the natural cancer people are actually asking the question, where does cancer come from? And there's, there's always an answer. It's, it's the symptom of something being out of balance in the body. You can test for those things to find out what's out of balance, and then you can right the ship. So in our case, we tested with blood and urine, and we tested four basic things, micro, micronutrients, toxins, metals, and hormones. And once we balanced those four things, and we also repaired the gut, because that's where most of the immune system gets its strength is from the gut and absorbing nutrients, um, that really takes care of, you know, a big part of the problem. And then the only other thing is what, what else is going on in your body? In my wife's case, she had a lot of problems with her teeth. She had two infected root canals. Um, she had uh, a, a bunch of different fillings in her mouth. So it was like a battery going on in there with all kinds of different metals. So she had to do a lot of work to um, get rid of the root canals, <clears throat> um, get rid of the fillings that were causing problems. And now her immune system is clean and it doesn't have to fight a multiplicity of problems. It's incredible. And that was based on science. It was based on research, taking those four <laughs> tests, figuring out what the causes were. And then she made lifestyle corrections along with the therapy that you, that you mentioned. And, uh, and she is currently cancer-free, correct? She is. And she's had three very minor relapses with tiny polyps uh, growing in her bladder. They were easily lasered off, but we learned something each time. Um, so we got back from Germany in about two or three months, a new tiny polyps started growing. And we realized at that point that we were going to have to make changes in our nutrition. And there was a guy back in the thirties, Dr. Otto Warburg, who won the Nobel prize for understanding that no disease, let alone cancer can exist in an alkaline environment. So that was the big switch we made was to an alkaline uh, diet, um, which is mostly a plant-based diet. And um, after she did that, and we were making a smoothie every day, just throwing in all kinds of fruits and vegetables and kombucha and a, and a blender, um, the cancer didn't come back for two years. And then she had another tiny polyp, and she did some, got really serious about detox work, and then the cancer didn't come back for a year and then she started having some teeth issues again and then a tiny polyp grew and then she fixed those teeth issues and then once again the cancer didn't come back so we feel like we learned something <laughs> each time we have these minor issues come up yeah and so she goes back i assume for maybe a yearly physical or something where she's because she's had cancer i imagine this is something that's top of mind for her and so is she going to her oncologist for these uh, follow-up visits? You no, know, it's actually with a urologist, and we had to leave our old urologist that said there's no way you could treat this in Germany. It's far too aggressive. Instead, we, we found another urologist. We have to drive about an hour and 15 minutes to see him. Um, he's in a small community north of Los Angeles, but, but he's a Western medical doctor who's open 
to using natural treatment methods and doesn't always prescribe pharmaceuticals. And so if you look for these guys, they're out there, but <laughs> you do have to do some searching. You've talked about nutrition, and, and uh, in your documentary, there's quite a bit on nutrition. I, I think of the comedian who was, was your friend who went over to Germany. I, I understand, was he the very first guy that you sent over there? Yes. Okay. His story was very interesting to me because uh, he talked about how he'd never liked uh, fruits and vegetables and how he learned right. that he's going to have to learn to like fruits and vegetables. And so back to this issue of causes, you know, we all know we're supposed to eat our fruits and vegetables, but it sounds to me like this is one of the biggest wake-up calls for, for everyone who goes through this. I mean, Dr. Huber, uh, from everything she said on your documentary, it came across very strongly that, you know, just how essential fruits and vegetables really are. So for those people listening who do not have cancer and who don't, do not want cancer, what lessons have you learned along the way for preventive measures for keeping your body at its best and, and able to uh, keep cancer at bay? Yeah. So Dr. Huber also did a study on sugar and found that for her patients, um, for those that gave up refined sugar, fruit sugar is fine, but for those patients that gave up refined sugar, 90% of them had success with, you know, their cancer going away and not coming back. For those people who said, eh, I just, I really like my ice cream, I like my sweets, for those people, only 35% were successful. So imagine that, the, the difference in survival rates among cancer uh, patients, 90% versus 35%. Just with cancer, with the sugar alone, so that's that's the big thing to eliminate in our in our diets is refined sugar, and then after that, um, in my film Flipping the Script, uh, a gentleman had lymphoma. Um, Stanford Medical Center said, "Hey, why don't you wait thirty days? Let's see how this progresses, and then we'll choose a course uh, of treatment." So the gentleman went on. Uh, a really alkaline diet for plant-based diet for 30 days. He had no red meat, no gluten, no dairy, and no refined sugar. He came back to his doctors 30 days later and his lymphoma had reduced by 70%. So, and, and by the way, that's a lot of the, the natural cancer patients. That's pretty much the diet they're choosing is a plant-based diet where they eliminate um, red meat, gluten, dairy, and refined sugar while they're fighting the cancer. And then when they're cancer-free, they can gradually reintroduce some of these things, um, uh, you know, a little bit at a time. But, but that's pretty much the bulletproof diet that's working. So a big part of it is the premise that the refined sugar actually feeds the cancer, right? Yeah, the cancer cells have like 20 times more glucose receptors than a normal cell. And so they just suck up the sugar and that's what feeds them. You know, and as we talk about this, I'm listening, it makes so much sense, you know, from everything I know about nutrition and diet and it just rings a bell and it, and it makes you, <laughs> it makes you, you wonder, you know, 
why there are candy bowls in doctors' offices and and why how could they be so unaware that refined sugar feeds cancer? Uh, would they would they argue with this? Do they do they say it's not a thing? I mean, th- this seems so simple, so straightforward. And if it's true, why is it not adopted generally? Right. So they they are taught in medical school that cancer is genetic and not environmental or metabolic. And yet, uh, research studies have proven again and again that actually cancer is environmental or metabolic. Um, it's not genetic. I mean, we sometimes have genetic predispositions toward having, you know, a problem getting rid of toxins or something that is, you know, part of the, the issue. But by and large, cancer is is happening because of some sort of imbalance in the body or some sort of toxins being introduced. So if every doctor is taught in medical school that there is nothing environmental that really affects cancer, then they look at something like sugar and say, yeah, that's really not a part of the problem. Wow. But those who are treating it naturally and uh, both in Germany at the, the clinic you mentioned and, and here are all agreeing that refined sugar is one of the top things that has to go. It's fascinating stuff. On um, Now, we've talked a lot about things from cancer can be killed. So uh, for people that want to go watch that, I watch it on Amazon Prime. Is it available anywhere else? Yeah, Cancer Can Be Killed is on iTunes, Google Play, Vimeo On Demand, and Amazon Prime. Oh, that's excellent. And for those of you listening, I can't recommend it highly enough. Uh, cancer is something that touches all of us. It touches old and young, and uh, it's something that either we may get in, in the future. Who knows? Sometimes, I mean, there is a genetic component. We know that, and some are more likely to get it than others. But, uh, you know, chances are you already know someone or will know someone who is going to deal with cancer. So uh, make sure and watch us. And I guarantee once you press play, just be prepared because you're going to be stuck there for the whole the whole length of it. You, you can't take your eyes off. It is so fascinating and interesting. Uh, that's how I found it anyway. I highly recommend it. So now, Jeff, let's let's jump into flipping the script. So you you put out cancer can be killed, and people start reaching out to you. You start you know you you put the you put the article out there. Um, and uh, and and people st- start figuring out. Wow, there's these other solutions. And next thing you know, there are parents of children with cancer contacting you. Tell us about your first few uh, experiences of of learning about this childhood cancer issue. Yeah, childhood cancer is really not something I ever wanted to deal with. I would see the pictures of the bald kids on the St. Jude's Medical Center advertisements on TV. And I just thought, oh man, thank God somebody's dealing with that. I do not want to see that whole issue. It scares me. Um, It's horrible. The kids should have to go through that. Um, It doesn't seem fair. (laughs) So Mm. I started getting calls from parents saying, hey, wait a minute. But my child's in remission from cancer and they're being forced into long-term chemotherapy. What's going on here? And at first I thought, well, they just haven't tried hard enough right? But in actuality, no doctor in the country would even treat a child naturally for cancer. And the medical system was so strong that there's no doctor, no lawyer, nobody 
would defend children against long-term chemo. And these, there's no happy endings. Like these kids are either relapsing or dying. They are getting brain damage. They're getting organ failure. And, 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 and like nobody's dealing with the situation at all. So I got the camera. I started interviewing these families. And the first family I interviewed, they just said, that's it. We're out of here. And they went to Mexico. And, you know, they knew that keeping their child healthy was a matter of getting rid of the toxins and then getting the nutrition in. And so they just gave a super clean diet to their child. They detoxed her and she was thriving in Mexico. And then the other main family, they said, no, we're going to fight this. We are going to find an attorney and we are going to fight this. And it took them six months to get their ducks in a row, but they found a functional medicine doctor to treat their child. They found an attorney who would represent them, and they just said, that's it. They called the hospital and said, no more chemo. And the hospital called Child Protective Services, sent them to the home, said, kidnap these child, this child immediately. They're in danger. But the parent was educated, and she, you know, the mother educated Child Protective Services and said, hey, here's the reality. My child's in remission. There's no cancer in their body. And this whole thing about long-term chemo, it's a guess. The doctors are guessing that that somehow is going to work. And you know what? Child Protective Services agreed with the parents and said, you're right. That is not necessary. And as long as you have another doctor who wants to treat your child, then then do it. Now, the, the doctors that are treating the children, they're kind of doing so under a little bit of cover right now. They can't come out in the open and saying they're doing it, but they are doing it. And the children are thriving and nobody's relapsing. The amazing thing as I listen to this and hear these stories is that this fear-based approach and that the doctors are kind of saying, well, if you do that, they're going to die. And what they're kind of forgetting is that if they don't do that, they can die under their system. It's almost like this, they're completely blind to the fact that they have their share of cancer patients who go through chemo and die. But all they can see is the people who try a natural solution and they, they, they see that they might die because they're not getting the protocol they believe will work. Can you talk to that? Because that's got to be un- unbelievably frustrating for parents to have this fear-based approach when they know that the chemo-based um, approach could be even worse for their child, right? It's got to be kind of uh, twilight zone-ish for the parent. It is. And, and the parents that, that we met, you know, in the filming of Flipping the Script, were all parents that understood the limitations of chemo. But when your child has cancer, there's so much fear about that situation. You really gravitate towards the guy who's the expert who has all the answers. And so it's so, um, it's so deceptive and it's so attractive to just go to a doctor and say, doctor, help me. What do we do? And the doctor says, well, we do this thing and it's got this 80% success rate and, and it's going to be tough, but we're, you know, it's our best chance. And so parents just, you know, they turn over their entire free will to the system. But, um, you know, God bless these parents. They're challenging that and saying, no, that's, that's not the best thing for my kid. And what's happening is, we're now slowly developing a database of, of parents that have said no to chemo, yes to, to healthy options, and these kids are thriving. And so now 
you know, the medical community can no longer say, well, this is the only option because it's not. And yet they can and they can keep on because they've they they have, um, you know, back to the the uh, first documentary that they, you, you did, uh, you know, you approach doctors, you, you even went to Washington and things don't appear to really be changing. They, they continue to turn a blind eye. Uh, it, it seems like natural solutions have have been available for quite a long time. I don't know the history of it. I haven't done research on just how far back they go. I don't know how long this clinic in Germany has been around. But it does appear that things aren't really changing. And you've even been to Washington and talked to uh, politicians out there to try to create change. What, what's your What's your feeling for how this will play out and what change may come in the future? Yeah, so there's been an explosion of scientific information and awareness in the last five years. So even though this has been going on for a long time, um, you know, healing naturally, uh, we've had an explosion in the last five years. And I can just tell you with my film, Cancer Can Be Killed, I released it last year, July of 2017. And to, to be honest with you, it's gaining a lot of traction right now. So it, it took, you know, a year and a quarter to, to really get into a, a bigger level of awareness. And, and the types of people who are calling me on the phone right now are people saying, hey, we want to dismantle the healthcare system because it's not working. And we're going to put together a seed fund of about $100 million dollars. And we're going to systematically uh, sue um, everybody to to uh, allow for things like hyperthermia to be used in the United States, to stop forced chemotherapy protocols on children, and and it's gonna it's gonna be torn down over time legally. And there's no way <laughs> there's no way doctors can defend what they do because they're not testing anything else. All they're testing is drugs. They're not testing things that actually work. And it just can't hold up in court. So, you know, awareness is spreading. People are demanding better. And ultimately, I think the legal system is going is to fix it and change it. Do you think there are political means that uh, my listeners could be taking? Are there certain Congress people that... You, you think are worth writing a letter to. Uh, I, you've been to Washington. You've tested the water out there a little bit. Any advice you can give us on certain people in Congress yeah. we could reach out to? Yeah. So, you know, what are the issues that we can get on the agenda? And I think the number one issue is parental rights. I think the gateway drug to natural cancer treatment is going to be through children. And I think we have to say that parents have the right to treat their children how they see fit. Right now, we don't have that. Right now, the state owns your child. I don't think a lot of people know that, but the state owns your child, not you as the parent. And so that's the number one thing that I think we can get addressed and that we can change politically. And once that happens, then it starts to slowly dismantle the the web of control that the system has on us. Okay, and so um, how would a how would someone do that? Is there anything we can do? Right. So I think you want to talk to your elected officials, 
talk to parents in your area, talk, get a coalition of, of people in your community who believe in parental rights and say to your elected officials, hey, this is our, our number one issue that we care about and we want you to fight, fight that cause for us in Congress and in, in the state uh, legislatures. Okay, so those of you listening, you know, this is a real issue. Um, and Jeff, what's your Facebook page? I'd like to have people go over there and look. You've got some of the some of these current stories on your page. Uh, I found out about one of them, I mean, within just a few minutes of reading it and watching the news report about it. I couldn't help going to the GoFundMe and, and donating a, a, a little bit to, to help out. And and uh, I'm, I think others uh, w- would love to do the same, to, to directly help some of these parents. They're currently in the trenches fighting these battles to get their children back in their custody. Uh, Jeff, what's your Facebook page? Yeah, so uh, if you go to Facebook and look for Cancer Can Be Killed, that's one page. And Flipping the Script is the other page. And they're, they're both uh, related to the film. And one of the stories going on right now is, is like you said, in New York, um, a child has been taken away from his mother. He's 13. He's in remission from cancer. And the state is forcing him into three years of chemotherapy. Uh, totally unnecessary. And so we're fighting that one in court. And I'm, I'm doing updates on that story uh, every few days on the cancer can be killed and flipping the script pages on Facebook. Wow, it's it's incredible. Uh, I I told this story to uh, to my kids. I've got two college age kids and one high schooler at home, and um, I told this to them the other day. They were shocked, and one of my kids said, "Can they do that?" <laughs> right, like <laughs> right, I, right. I, this is just yeah. mind blowing that the state can walk into your house at three thirty a.m. And grab your child and take a child who's in remission from cancer and put him into three years of chemo. It's mind-blowing. I had no idea. that. Oh, you know what one of my other kids said? My son, Tyler, he's a philosophy major at university. And um, uh, he heard the story and, um, oh, geez, my mind's going to blow. He's like, he's like, wait a minute. He goes, is this in America? <laughs> yeah. That was yeah. his response. This is in the United States? I said, yeah, yeah, this is in the United States. He was absolutely shocked. He, he he would have assumed this is something that you'd hear, you know, from Nazi Germany or something crazy. Right. And and by the way, if you post anything about Nazi Germany on Facebook, they immediately take the post down or don't let it be shared. And a number of people said, what is this, Nazi Germany? And all those wow. posts just got immediately deleted. But the the issue, too, is that this is in Suffolk County, New York. It's an extremely aggressive, corrupt county. And not everywhere in the United States is it that corrupt. So we've you know, we've got to get laws on the books that stop even the most corrupt counties from taking children. But in the meantime, people need to know that for the most part, they can work with their CPS officials and you know, they can do what they want to do with their children. But um, in some cases, uh, it's rough. And that's what we're going through in New York right now. Well, everybody, uh, we've given you the Facebook link. I highly advise you to go there. Check out uh, Cancer Can Be Killed and Flipping the Script. 
and on top of that, and I want to end on a positive note, Jeff, I really appreciate you being on the show. This is just compelling and fascinating stuff of human interest and, and health to everybody. As I mentioned, cancer touches all of us in some way or another, or it will. And to end on a positive note, we've touched on this a little bit, but for, to those listening who are interested in their own health and well-being and that of their children, just give us your, your top you know, two to five health tips that knowing what you know now, you would advise people to, to change if they're, you know, cur- current health tips that would help them to avoid cancer. Yeah. So, I mean, the tests are showing that refined sugar is the number one um, element we want to get rid of. Um, that gluten is a huge problem in the United States because um, all the wheat has been sprayed with glyphosate. Um, you know, before it goes to market and that's, you know, roundup weed killer for all intents and purposes. So, so gluten is a huge problem with the toxins there. And, you know, cancer is all about too many toxins and not enough nutrition. And so if you basically think about eliminating refined sugar and getting good nutrition and detoxifying your body, you're going to be healthy and Chances are cancer isn't going to come around. Beyond that, it's just look for balance. You know, these patients that are surviving and thriving, they've all found that their their lives were out of balance in some way, whether it be emotionally or nutritionally. And so even the cancer patients that are thriving um, and have changed their nutrition, they're also changing their lifestyle in a way that allows them to be more balanced, allows them to enjoy life more and, uh, you know, not fight some of the old battles they they thought they had to fight. They're really sort of cutting loose of that and saying, okay, now I'm going to live my life to enjoy it rather than feeling like I have to somehow do this thing I had to do. Yeah. So they're actually living a better quality of life now after their cancer, some of these people than, than before. Now they're educated on the, the basics and the causes of what caused their condition, right? Yeah. My wife and I are, light years better after the cancer than before. So yeah, it can be a really great wake up call. Okay. With that again, Jeff Weitzman, thank you so much for being on the call. Yeah. Thank you, Dave. And all of you listening, this is Dave Sherwin wishing you health and success. Thanks for listening to the Dairobi Health Show. Visit dirobi.com to learn about our free Bottle Friday contest and subscribe to our newsletter to get sweet deals and flash sales. And if you're sick of shallow, unrealistic fitness plans, check out the Dairobi Transformation Program. See you next time.